Breaking news. Matt Ishbia has purchased the Coyotes. What's next? Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked on Coyotes, daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I'm your host, Robin Leonio. That's Matthew Jacobson right beside me. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM radio app. Today, we are uh, picturing a scenario. What happens? What happens after Matt Ishbia buys the Arizona Coyotes? Yep, and a uh, legal disclaimer that was yeah, it's not actually setting. It I was merely setting the stage for this hypothetical that we we teed up yesterday, uh, because <laughs> it's not actually happened yet. But uh, one last order of business, I thought I was Matt Jack Boson, so yeah, we, we'll have to figure it out. Well, we'll have to get <laughs> the, Boson, that, the, the formalities right. out of the way. But that's what we're going with here, because uh, we had that nice little teaser tweet yesterday's episode was all about. Could this be a possibility? Like, actually, like, that's the route they're going to go. We broke down a couple of reasons as to why it could be the case and, and what it might look like, and it, it all goes back to Ishbia. Well, there is technically an option for them. To, <laughs> you could try to build a second arena. I don't know how well that works. Probably not, but downtown Ishbia. So he buys the team. It, the sale is official. Coyotes fans are rejoicing. Team staying here. Uh, a, a lot of uh, cries are happening throughout the National Hockey League, but that's fine. You get to watch Matthew Kachuk lift the Stanley Cup. You guys will be over it pretty quickly. Uh, what is the next step? And and the next step has to be, realistically speaking, they have to find a construction timeline. And yep. just to, to set expectations properly, this upcoming season is season two of three years at Mullet Arena the Coyotes are locked into. Uh, with the fourth-year option, this is going to heavily depend on the construction timeline because Ishbia has enough money to where, the, the, theoretically, the Coyotes could play a mullet for five years and he'd be able to eat the losses. That's not the issue. The issue is the patience with other, other owners and whatnot. Right. It was just supposed to be temporary. You don't want to extend it any more than you already have to. The fourth-year option is kind of already unacceptable. All right? it, is and, a, it is a cushion. That fourth-year option is a cushion if, like, there is the necessity of, like, hey, we just need a few extra months or whatever because a construction t- the construction timeline just kind of bumped a little bit mm-hmm. and it's not quite ready to move in. Yep. Um, but then again, they could they could just go the never mind. I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed to, not allowed to comment that. But but uh, so the construction timeline matters a lot, and what it would need to do because this cannot affect the Suns. The Suns are the money maker. The Suns the last couple of years have been championship contenders. They've been playoff contenders. Next year is a huge year for them. The sale goes through today. The Suns cannot be affected meaning construction cannot start until at the very least the Suns are out of the playoffs. It is currently early June and the NBA Finals is kicking off, meaning if, if the same exact timeline, it would start optimi- – if the Suns are in the finals, it, the construction would start June 12th, 
ish of 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 20 uh 2024 would be yeah. kind of the the latest and the earliest would be if the suns miss the playoffs it, it's happening and and what is that their their season april. ends the second week of april so you're starting like april 20th april 18th something like that so you realistically you you could break it up a little weird all right if you absolutely had to if it takes x amount of time within the bowl to kind of retrofit it for hockey x amount of time to put that ice plant in or i think they they tore out most of the ice plants with like a bare bones operation to get it an nhl standard essentially brand new ice plant you could theoretically have the the first summer be the construction within the arena have the coyotes play a third year at mullet and then after that year uh do the ice plant or you can have the ice plant being constructed like because it would technically be out of the way a little bit during the season you, you could do that it would depend on the timelines mm-hmm. it could it, it could be as short as like three months it could be as long as like technically a year like how it how it's broken up it all depends on what the timeline would be and it, it's not allowed to impact the suns like, and that's that's not happening so yeah, that's the biggest priority <laughs> do not impact the suns like if it touches the suns at all Ishby is not doing it. Let's just the, the conversation like stops with yeah, and, and the Suns aren't going to have a place to play for a season. No, no, ain't happening. It's, it's unacceptable. It cannot be. It can't. That cannot be an option. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's say it's six months. I genuinely feel like, and I, I have very limited construction knowledge. I did electrical. I've done concrete. I've done certain, but like not like renovations to buildings. Let's just say the retrofitting is a lot more simple than we think. It just costs money plus the, the ice plant. Let's say you can get it done in six months. Ishbia then buys out the last year of the contract because contracts can be bought out, especially if there's only a year left. We literally are constantly talking about like contracts being sent to the Coyotes, guys get bought out here or there. Like it, It's a common thing. It can be done, and the Coyotes are in the footprint center for what would that be, the 2024-25 season? And you're going to have the obstructed seats. And we, we've, we'll we get a little bit into the, the rumor of a new building on the other half of the ad break, but we're just going to stick with their playing in Footprint Center. That means they'd have, what is it, about 12,000 seats with or about 11,000 seats with another 4,000 obstructed because it's a retrofit. It's still not going to be, like, perfect. And on the entire... Is it the south end of that building? You literally overhangs over the goal. If you're sitting back there, you can't see the goal. That will still yeah. be a problem because it's a basketball building. It was built from the ground up for basketball. It, you're not If you think you're going to get Desert Diamond Arena, where it can accommodate both, but it's designed for hockey, all these great sight lines, whatever, and the main obstructed seats are way up in the top, you're mistaken. They're not doing that. Would be like a three or four year project. And where are you going to build? That that opens up all the cans of worms of stuff we're talking about now for the Coyotes. But for two teams, that that's not a good deal. Ishbia is not touching that with a ten foot pole. It, it's just not happening. So we're going to have to just deal with some obstructed seats. And you know what? Because I, I was saying it in, in a Coyotes group chat. I'm like, we're we're playing in front of forty six hundred right now. Going to footprint immediately gives you at least 10k plus. 10k plus is better than 4600, and they're like you cannot argue against that. That is a lot. That is a lot easier for the uh, for the NHL board of governors, NHL owners to 
to Squallow. Because yeah. they're they're already they already do not like the idea of you know a forty six hundred seat venue, um, and so that yeah they're like you know what we don't like this idea, but as long as it's temporary, you know we'll, we'll kind of look the other way, but we'll kind of look look the other way with that like disgusted side eye. We're just like, mm-hmm. oh my um, god, the bombastic side eye. <laughs> Why 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 are you memeing? My wife made a top tick for my dog when she gave a bombastic side eye. You you can't you can't just bring that up to me. Whatever. You know what? We'll we'll continue this discussion on the other half of the ad break. We gotta get our bills paid. We gotta tell you about game time because you need to get some tickets. So buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast, easy way to buy tickets to all sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I do know that apparently Disturbs coming back, and they're coming back in the very near future. I'm I'm gonna have to look at the game time app just just to see if I can uh, snag a couple of Disturbed tickets and go oh, walk a caca all night. But anyway. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals from tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets to football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more, including hockey. Uh, the game time guarantee means that you'll always have the best price. You find tickets in the same section of the same row for less. Game time will credit you 110% the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account to re- and redeem locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So let's continue <laughs> because, yeah, you're right. So let's kind of kind of go back to the idea that it's going to be a retrofit, right? Mm-hmm. that's gonna be it's it, it's still not ideal but it's better it is yeah. miles better than what the situation what the situation that we have now what happens after that so let's say that that six month construction it can get done in one in one summer or at least the retrofits done then they got to the ice plant the coyotes are playing two more years at Mullet or the one full more year whatever how you want to do it they're at, at the footprint center you already have the stability. There's more room for profit because Matt Ifbia owns the team, so you have access to all that revenue. Right there, you the tickets, you're not going to see $5 tickets again, all right? But you will still see some discounted tickets in the areas where the sight lines are bad. You're still going to be able to fit more people in the building. You're going to have more corporate sponsors, the same owner for the Suns having the Coyotes. There will be more eyeballs and more money coming in. You are immediately back to where you can be profitable because they didn't turn a profit in Phoenix the first time, but there was a lot of reasons, including being a tenant and the bad sight line. So selling some tickets for as low as $5, but with Ishbia buying the team, that's no longer a concern. And theoretically they can turn their first profit as an organization. As soon as they move in, doesn't mean they will, there's still going to be some, some stretches and some growing pains and it's still not ideal, but it could happen. And the team could have that stability. Because Morello has the money, but no building. And if you don't have the building, it's not going to get done. If Ishbia has the money and the building, there you go. But now let's explore that rumor. We've touched on it before, but now they have their nice, they're, they're here. We're good. We're great. But Ishbia has bigger ambitions. Ishbia is eyeing a new building. 
And that has always just been a rumor. We've never presented this as a fact. We've never presented this as it's going to happen. We're hearing this, you know, from the mayor or from Craig Morgan or whoever. This is just a rumor that's been going around kind of the ether. He wants a new building. There is land you could pay for, demolish a build in the same district. Let, we're just going to use the, the D-backs example. We're just going to say the D-backs go Salt River, and that's been in the works for years, and it finally gets finalized. So right there, or if, if the D-backs don't leave, you can go across the street. Coyotes have their, their stability. Ishbia starts working on the finalization for let's acquire this land, let's get this new building, and it would be built to accommodate basketball and hockey, and you can put more seats in there, which would also increase your potential revenues, especially for the the Phoenix Suns, because the Phoenix Suns are going to make the most money. They've been here the longest. Yep. They, they are the, the backbone of Arizona sports. Exactly. Really, to me, it's it's Suns and Rattlers fans that are the most loyal and the best fans in this market, just straight up. And I love Coyotes fans, but you, you're not there. Sorry. I mean, the Rattlers have there. been around since... 92? 94, I want to say. It, it, it's been forever. I, I wasn't even born yet when they when they expanded in. That's how long ago. But that that sounds like the logical next step to me. Because the problem is with the Coyotes going back to downtown Phoenix, you get more walk-up traffic. You'll have the hype of stability. The, the first couple of years of that excitement, the core at that point will be ready to start competing for the playoffs. Because next year's going to be better. The year after, probably better than that. An owner like Ishbia, look, if Ishbia buys the Coyotes, that is probably the biggest blessing you can hope for because you're telling me right now he wouldn't want – he essentially forced the Kevin Durant trade. You're telling me if, if he buys the Coyotes today, as soon as Austin Matthews is available, he's not saying, hey, Austin, what's your price? You're telling me he's not opening the checkbook for a seven-year contract? You're telling me he wouldn't do that? He got KD, literally decimated our bench depth, for Kevin Durant, and he got KD in a Suns uniform. He gets stuff done. So you're going to have a lot of hype, a lot of excitement. They will, there will be a big free agent splash within the first year or a big trade of him taking ownership, which will give you more excitement, more hype. Hopefully it's all you know working side by side with Bill Armstrong, so it's not something that would ruin team chemistry, but we can get to that in another, in, in another day. All right. But you can't tell me the appeal of having a bigger arena doesn't sound like something they'd want to do. You can't tell me that that rumor has nothing to it, and he's just content with Footprint Center exclusively. You can't tell me that that, that there is no, no possibility. Because Foot, Footprint Center, regardless of the renovations you put in it, it's still an old venue, mm-hmm. right? There's only so much you can do with an old venue like it. The this the overall infrastructure just will age over time. Um, there's a reason why, like I think, what before the Seattle Kraken moved into uh, Climate Pledge Arena, what was then called Key Arena. Yeah, what was yeah, it, it was called? called Key, Key, wasn't it? Key, yeah, just Key Arena. What um, that that arena had to go through extensive renovations. It was to even be, rebuilt. Yeah, like a borderline full from the ground up rebuild to be able to accommodate a team like the Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and now we're talking a team, um, a situation here. Matt Ishbia knows that there is a, a, uh, a, there is a, you know, 
an expiration date for Footprint Center. Mm-hmm. Got to take care of that. Got to figure out the next the next move. He's got the money, and I'm pretty sure that, you know now that they're already in Phoenix, find that next spot. You know whether it is hey whatever happens to the um, like you said whatever happens with the with Chase Field and with the Arizona Diamondbacks if they move to let's say that Arizona Boardwalk location we talked about earlier this week or Talking Stick or whatever um, and then the and the, or, or you know the uh, playing on it the the convention center spot mm-hmm. you have spot you have space to build. Um, and you can figure out where from there of how to, you know, how it's going to work. And you're right. Focus on making it for the Suns, but have it as a big enough arena so it's expandable so you can make it like the perfect size basketball arena, but also you can retract some of the seats to make it also fit hockey perfectly. You got to, let's, let's look at it this way. T-Mobile Arena you ever been in? I'm pretty sure you've been inside that arena. I've been outside of it. You've been outside of it. Just sit outside of it. <laughs> so, I've never been to T-Mobile Arena as a in in a hockey capacity. I mm-hmm. full disclosure, I've never been there for a Golden Knights game or any other hockey event. I went there for a basketball tournament, the Pac-12 basketball tournament, throughout all throughout my college years, with the exception of my freshman year. So I went through the. I went there. That is a like. It almost feels like it fits basketball perfectly, but it was made for hockey. Mm-hmm. So what's to say that Matt Ishbia can't do a similar thing of making a new venue, new arena that can perfectly bring, you know, create a coexistence with the Arizona Coyotes and the Phoenix Suns? Literally what I was wanting to talk about, uh, because for the job fair at, at uh, Desert Diamond Arena before you know, I was filling out an application to, to go work there, and anyone that was at the job fair could have peeked over and saw it. They had their basketball court out. It fits very well. And yes, uh, that south end has been retracted because we had a lot of uh, concerts. Like that, that probably is going to stay retracted for as long as you're having a bunch of concerts there. But theoretically, you could still have a lot of that retractable seating come out for basketball at that arena. You could take certain elements of that arena. The sight lines are possible. The, the bowl space is possible. I think an ice sheet is actually bigger than a basketball court. Don't quote me on that because that's why the Suns had to – there's rows in the front had to get pulled back and retracted yes. to retrofit hockey. If you build it with hockey and basketball in mind, you can literally avoid that issue and, and technically you can try to build a little bigger to help kind of accommodate the sidelines and everything for basketball. However you want to do it. I'm not an expert. I just know that it can be done because I've seen it with my own two eyes. The people that actually know how to, how this is done, you're probably lighting up right now, like yes, you know exactly. Like you know that it can't be done, but you guys actually know the details. I don't. I'm I'm just a just a little podcaster doing my little podcast. But look, Madison Square Garden has done it for so long, mm-hmm. and it's so. also a great fit. Like it almost looks like it, like it fits perfectly for both, and it's all in harmony. So it's like it can be done. And it, as long as you have the footprint that is big enough to do it, so that's why I use the convention center as an example. It's literally still right there. You could do it. It can get done. And the sidelines would be great. Now, we do want to touch on the Rattlers and Mercury because we do have it right there on, on the, the, the notes. Any construction of footprint to allow the Coyotes to build there, because even if HBO wants that new arena and wants the Coyotes, 
you have to move the Coyotes in first, which is still going to require renovations. Uh, one number I heard was around $200 million, but that was like an out-of-context number from someone that wasn't even like an official source. Don't it was just that. it was just like a probably like one of those things like, hey, what do you think? I don't know, $200 million kind of thing. How much could it possibly cost anyway? But the Rattlers and Mercury would have to be displaced. The Mercury play in the offseason for, uh, for the Suns, as do the Rattlers. And the Rattlers at one point in 2020 when they were doing these renovations, they were locked in for two years at Desert Diamond Arena, then called Gila River Arena. Uh, the Mercury, apparently Desert uh, Glendale Arena also wanted them. But the one thing I heard that's totally offhand was that the Mercury said, no thanks, we're going to stay in Phoenix. They were playing, I think, the, the Madhouse for that, that, that one year. Yeah. Um, but it would require them to be displaced for any of this. And – for Mercury fans and Rattlers fans, it's got to be annoying. All right, that that be blunt. That has to be annoying to where like anytime something happens with the big boys, quote unquote, y'all got to take a sideline. Um, I think I speak for all of Arizona sports. We can deal with that as long as the Coyotes and Suns have their have their yeah, nice stable arena and situation. And, 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 and it's a no like disrespect to you know the Rattlers or. Or the Mercury because they're both great teams. The Rattlers is a the, you know they're a really good indoor football team. The only and they Arizona get, dynasty, and they and have the a really good fan base. They have a really good mm-hmm. fan base. The the uh, the Phoenix Mercury, same thing. They have built up a quite a lot, and they're a they're a, they're a really good WNBA NBA team and have a really good fan base, despite what WNBA critics believe you what will make you believe. Can I add um, some context on that just to just to help? pull your point home a lot of WNBA teams in recent years have essentially been kicked out of their arenas for smaller venues the mercury are still playing at the footprint center kind of like how the rattlers are still playing at the footprint center a lot of other indoor football league teams play in smaller venues the nighthawks they play where the henderson silver knights play i think the aces play underneath one of the casinos but don't quote me they on play that. i believe in mandalay bay and mandalay bay event center um, so it's like but literally, these two franchises are big enough to justify the big boys arena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, you know, it will be a temporary displacement, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like yeah, if you are a fan of Arizona sports in general, like, you'll, you'll be okay with that, especially because, like, it's not like they're leaving Arizona. You'll yeah. still be able to buy tickets. You'll still be able to go to their games. You'll still be like the teams will still be making money because mm-hmm. they still have a loyal fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and it, the fact that those teams literally are they are the, the winningest franchises. All right, uh, literally three championships for the Mercury. The only dynasty in Arizona sports history belongs to the Rattlers. I believe it's 2012, 2013, and 2014, as well as six total championships, including their first year transitioning from the AFL or the IFL. I choose not to talk about their arenable championships, but <laughs> literally, they got those are those are all of our championships minus the Deep X. So, like, they have prestige. They can justify playing in the Big Boys Arena. Sucks to suck. They would have to be displaced for it. If the Coyotes leave, here's the thing. If the, if the Coyotes left, you're no longer in the four major sports. 
And as I, I will always support the Mercury Rattlers, Cardinals, D-backs, Suns. Like these are my Arizona sports teams. I will support them. They are not going to prop up nationally to keep us as a big sports town. The Coyotes kind of have to take some degree of, of, of priority in order to maintain we're a four sports town. Like that that's what yeah. makes you a sports city. I forget who said it. I think it might have been on on uh, just just I, I know you don't like me me saying it, but PHNX, I think it was on their show. I just forget what so I just I think that's what it was. But we're a four sports city. You lose one of the four major sports, you're a town. <laughs> You're literally second rate on the sports, you know, plateau. Yeah, because you because like, um, like that is what makes the prestige of a city is to have all four major, all four of the major sports leagues teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if like even and then like if you can add the additional of let's say, you know, a you know. A women's team plus like indoor football plus uh I'm blanking on a couple. We have others. the rising, we have a women's yeah, soccer also, team coming no, to the I was gonna say, yeah, the rising are great, but I'm gonna say let's say like you add an MLS team or whatever. Like oh, that that's that. that's an additional like bonus if you have all that plus like an MLS team and whatever. Um, you know, there are very few cities that can claim to have five or six but but four is the necessity to become they go yeah like you said to go from town to city mm-hmm. and also like i said i wanted to credit that that butchering of that quote but that's literally like i, I agree with the sentiment that was said on that show because it's literally what it is and, and like arizona like phoenix really shouldn't be a small market and for for basketball we're not uh for baseball if we're winning we're not but for, for a small market for baseball. I mean, you just look at the size of the Valley, right? Mm-hmm. That's not only that, right? 4.7 million? Oh, more than that. I think it's like five something now. It's ridiculous. Uh, We're the fifth largest city in the, in the country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And here's the thing. It's still getting bigger because so many people are coming to the state. So many people are coming to Maricopa County. Maricopa County, what, the fastest growing county in the entire United States. Why? Because so many people are moving here. Where are the most of the people coming from? California. Yes. Um, I had to kind of put this aside. Uh, but, and I say that as a as a California transplant. So it's okay. Um, it's, it's okay. okay. It. <laughs> it's okay. I came here for college and then I stayed. So that, it's different. It's different. And Lee, look, look, as long as you're not, and I will take shots here, as long as you're not, Oh man, California's too expensive, but go Dodgers, go Lakers, the teams here suck. As long as you're not saying that, I'm fine. No, I'm, I would I'm never a- okay. Also, if anyone knows me, I would never cheer for any LA teams. That there is- you go. Our mutual hatred for LA. I I I knew this partnership was gonna work. <laughs> Anyways, any final thoughts before we close things off on this episode? Yeah, uh buy the team, please, Matt, Matt. Buddy, Matt, pal, Maddie, bro, buy my hockey team, um, or else I'll cry. Uh, that's my ultimatum. I will cry like a baby. So please buy my hockey team. I have a feeling that if uh, you know if the Coyotes end up, you know, if he doesn't, and the Coyotes end up having the move, I think we need just like a, just like a, a, a get together of all the, you know, of all our Coyotes fans and just have a big crying session. Nah, if the Coyotes leave, 
literally no one will ever see me again. That's not a threat of, of, of bad things. It's just like a, you'll never see my face around sports again, because literally, if the Coyotes are gone, I love the Rattlers. I can't love sports without the Coyotes. Like, I just, I can't. Maybe I can learn to, but I can't. <laughs> Hockey props my life up, so I feel that. 100%. What am I going to do? Go play professional card games? Like, I, I got a bunch of Dragon Ball decks over here, but, like, I'm not any good at card games. I suck at card games. I suck at hockey, too, but I like hockey. <laughs> I feel that. We need to get you out on the ice soon. We do. Uh, I have all my pads in my car. Well, skates, the gloves. I, I think I'm missing, like, knee pads or whatever. But like, I, I got hand-me-down hockey stuff from my mother-in-law, and they fit me, so... There you go. There we go. There we go. Anyways, though, it's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you've yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM radio app. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Uh, Jacobson is at easy sports and if you ask the question you might have we might answer right back or in a future episode of the locked on coyotes podcast thanks again everyone for listening to today's episode hope you guys are staying safe out there hope you guys are staying healthy and don't forget to howl on <laughs>